0: When baseball managers are ranked, historians often use the number of times they led teams to victory in the World Series as a yardstick to measure their greatness. By that measurement, Major League Baseball's greatest managers are the New York Yankees Joe McCarthy and Casey Stengel, each led Yankee teams to seven World Series championships. Closely following McCarthy and Stengel are Philadelphia A's Connie Mack with five World Series titles and Joe Torrey who led the Yankees to four championships after he was fired by the St. Louis Cardinals. Tony Russa won three World Series titles, including two with the Cardinals, while Billy Southworth also led the Cardinals to two championships. Frank Chance led the Chicago Cubs to two World Series titles, but that was over 100 years ago. All of these managers are in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but Vic Harris, the winningest manager in Negro League history with eight championships, has yet to be elected. This year, Harris was passed over again by the Early Baseball Committee prior to 1950, while Bud Fowler, a 19th century ball player, generally regarded as the first African American to play professional baseball, and Buck O'Neill, best known as the Negro League baseball's greatest ambassador, were voted into the Hall of Fame.
1: 40% of Negro League leaguers were college men. The reason that was we always spring train in a black college town. And that's who we played in spring training, the black colleges. So when school was out, they came play baseball. When baseball season was over, they'd go back to teaching, to coaching, or the classes. That was Negro League baseball.
0: While Bud Fowler and Buck O'Neill deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, because of their important roles in baseball history, neither had the credentials of Vic Harris. As a ball player, Vic Harris was often described as the Negro Leagues' Ty Cobb. His teammate, Negro League great Buck Leonard, said that when Harris slid into second base, he just undressed the opposition infielder. Pittsburgh Crawford second baseman, Dick Say, claimed that Harris would cut you in a minute, cut you and laugh. While Harris was as ruthless and dangerous on the base paths as Cobb, he, like Cobb, was an outstanding hitter. Harris' lifetime average was over 300, and in a decades-long career that began after he finished high school in 1922, made the Negro League East-West All-Star Game seven times. While primarily an outfielder, Harris, unlike Cobb, was so versatile that he played seven positions during his career, including pitching. Harris spent most of his career with Homestead Grays, regarded as the Yankees of Negro League Baseball, and in 1935 became the Grays' player manager. Missing the 1944 and 1945 seasons when he took a defense factory job, he managed the Grays to seven of their nine consecutive Negro League championships from 1937 to 1945. In 1948, a year after Jackie Robinson integrated the major leagues, Harris won his eighth championship as manager when his Homestead Grays defeated the Birmingham Black Barons in the last Negro League World Series. One of the players on the Black Barons team was a 17-year-old Willie Mays. While Mays would soon join many of the best players in the Negro League in the slow integration of the American and National Leagues, Harris worried that if they take the best of our boys, we will be but a hollow shell of what we are today. While he recognized integration would be a good thing for Negro League stars, it might not be for the rest of the players in Negro League baseball. Harris proved a prophet when organized Negro League baseball collapsed and his homestead Grays were reduced to barnstorming. He left the Grays and signed on as a coach with the Baltimore Elite Giants. After managing the Elite Giants in 1950, he retired from baseball and moved to Southern California with his family. He settled in Castiac in Los Angeles County, where he became the head custodian of its union schools. After a long bout with cancer, Harris died on February 23, 1978 at the age of 72. His death came just three years after Frank Robinson became the first African American to manage a major league team when he became the player manager with the Cleveland Indians.
1: If I hadn't taken this job, who knows when the door would open again, because they could point to it, hey, we offered one of the most qualified, the minorities in baseball, it's the opportunity to manage, and he refused. So, the door closed, so you don't know when it's gonna open again. Not for myself, but whoever might be in line next.
0: There are 37 Negro League players in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Wouldn't it be a great thing for baseball as it moves to recognize the legitimacy of Negro League individual and team records if it finally opened the doors at Cooperstown to Vic Harris, who managed Hall of Famers Satchel Paige, Josh Gibson, Buck Leonard, and Cool Papa Bell, on his way to becoming the game's winningest manager. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.